In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection, and increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Welcome back to Sunday Setup, the weekly podcast show that prepares you for the readings you'll hear at Mass this Sunday. Let's jump right in with the first reading. We spent the past three weekends in the book of Isaiah, but now we're on to a different book, the second book of the Bible, in fact. Our first reading this weekend is taken from the 22nd chapter of Exodus, set after that watershed moment in the book, pun intended, when the Israelites pass through the Red Sea. Now, after the Israelites escape Egypt, they end up near Mount Sinai as Moses receives the Ten Commandments. The giving of the Ten Commandments took place two chapters before our passage, but after a quick chat with the people after he receives these Ten Commandments, Moses goes back up on Mount Sinai with the people at a distance And for the next three chapters, God gives more instruction. The particular excerpt for this weekend contains laws that speak of treating orphans, widows, resident aliens, and the poor with respect. These laws have a guiding principle, and one that will be very familiar to us. Do as you would be done by, or in other words, treat your neighbor as yourself. We see this most concretely in the final verses, which present a poor man who can only offer his one cloak as collateral for a loan. The word cloak is a generous translation, because this word in Hebrew really more accurately means something like underwear. In this unfortunate situation of the poor man and his underwear, God somewhat humorously commands that the creditor, that is, the one to whom the poor man is in debt, should return his cloak-slash-underwear to him every night for him to sleep, because it's all he has to keep himself warm. Then each morning, the creditor can reclaim the underwear back as collateral. Don't miss the humor here. If the creditor is doing this, he really doesn't have it as collateral, especially if this is all the poor man owns. It would sort of be like having your home repossessed by the bank, but then the bank allowing you to sleep in it every night, only to give it back up during the day. The first reading's laws point to an important lesson given to Moses. Everyone in the community of Israel ought to treat one another as family, and this includes resident aliens and widows and the poor. For our second reading, we're picking up right where we left off last week in St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Here's a bit of background on Thessalonica, which still exists today and is known as Thessaloniki. It was a large commercial city in northern Greece near Mount Olympus. It was a thriving center of commerce because it was situated along the Ignatian Way. In fact, as we continue to discover the story behind Paul's letters, we'll find that often Paul intelligently placed himself at crossroad cities because he knew he could reach the most amount of people there. Think of it as sort of like standing at Grand Central Station with a megaphone as opposed to standing in a cow pasture in Iowa. Finally, we have the Gospel. For the third time in this same 22nd chapter of Matthew, Jesus' opponents are trying to trap him. Last weekend, we heard the Pharisees' question about paying taxes. Then, a section which is omitted at this time in our cycle of readings, the Sadducees ask Jesus a question about marriage at the resurrection. Then, finally, in this third attempt to trap Jesus, the Pharisees ask a question about which commandment is the greatest. Now, this was actually a very common debate in Jesus' time. Rabbis in Judaism had extrapolated a total of 613 commandments from the Torah, the first five books of the Bible as we know them today. Since 6 plus 1 plus 3 equals 10, they saw these 613 commandments as a further elaboration upon the 10 given to Moses. 
So, in order to trap him, this scholar of the law approaches Jesus to sort of size him up. He's probably thinking, okay, if this so-called teacher is worth his weight in salt, let's see what he considers to be the most single greatest commandment of all the 613. Jesus' answer is a familiar one to Jews. They would have prayed it at least twice a day. It's called the Shema prayer and is taken right from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. By combining this commandment with the invitation to love one's neighbor as oneself, Jesus once again manifests his wisdom in the face of the traps. And that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.